When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I'm your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host, Nelson Newth. Now, Nelson, before we hop into the basketball stuff, yeah, buddy. The draft, the draft just happened. We are going to talk about that, address a couple picks that the Nuggets did, in fact, have. Um, we're also going to talk about um, the status of, like, a Bruce Brown, a couple things that we did see online um you know we, we will get into that before we we do that it is a saturday today nelson how are you how's the family what's going on yeah man i'm um, i'm doing okay um got up early and did a nice activity with my sons and um it's kind of a do a little gloomy here um i call the bay area gotham city because <laughs> um typically it's kind of um overcast you know, it never gets too high, never gets too low. It's usually in the 60s. Right. Um, that's seasonal weather. Um, so right now it's a little bit um, overcast. But I'm looking forward to talking to you about the draft. And how you doing, my brother? What's How you living? How, how's life treating you right now? You know what, man? Just the same. I'm just kind of chilling out today. Got a lot of work um, like tomorrow and stuff throughout the week. So I'm just getting a lot of my camera equipment and all types of stuff prepared for that so you know just i'm just out here working man you know you know what my goal is and certainly yeah. i'm trying to get done so i'm rocking right now but now you know i'm good you know daughter's good family's good i can't complain you know i just uh, cannot complain everybody's healthy so that's what that's it is. great that's great brother yeah let's get into it let's talk about the new jays Yes, As sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the draft. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, the draft was interesting. Um, I had the I watched the entire draft from literally from start to finish, and this may have been the first time that I've ever done that. Um, just watching it because you know sometimes in the past, like you'd watch it and you're like, "All right, wait, when are the Nuggets picking again?" Right. You, you, but I think because of the night prior, right, and the two nights prior to the draft, and all the movement that started to happen um throughout the league with obviously chris paul being a part of the golden state warriors now i mean that whole marcus smart trade with porzingis trade and it a lot of things have changed since the last time that you know that we spoke right because i think at that moment it was really just the bradley beal right it was just bradley beal going to the suns but now Kristaps porzingis is now on the boston celtics tyus jones you know, moved over now and, and to the Wizards. And it's kind of interesting because is I'm assuming he's probably taking Monte Morris's spot. Because right. He, Tyus Jones is going to start. He is going to start. Um, and then Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies, obviously now with John Morant being suspended, right? He has a 25-game suspension. So right. Marcus Smart is going to be, I would assume, their, their placeholder now, especially since they – you know, they let Tyus Jones go over to the Wizards, right? So 
it's an interesting time. And I think that's why I watched the draft because I was waiting to hear like a little woge bomb, as they call it. Right, um, right. During the draft to see, oh, my gosh, like maybe this thing. I mean, I knew the Nuggets wouldn't really make like a big splash, if anything, because, I mean, you know, as the champions, especially with your your core being locked in for like the next two seasons, essentially, you don't you don't try to make too big of a splash. Right. You right. just try to you know, supplement and 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 get certain areas that you may lose in free agency. Obviously, we've been talking about Bruce Brown, um, you know, and, and he did, in fact, opt out of that. So before we, we start breaking down the actual draft selections, um, what, were, what were your thoughts like when you did see the official report that Bruce Brown did opt out of his uh, his player, his player? option? It, yeah, I mean, it really didn't surprise me one bit, to right. be honest with you, like not one iota, like there was no part of me that thought he was going to not opt out because even if he stays with the Nuggets, the best way to bring him back is going to be through some form of um, re-signing him at a, the highest number possible. And that would not be under the player option. So right, I still am fuzzy on what that number can actually look like for him. Um, right. So, but I'm. I think like any Nugget uh, fan out there, we're all hopeful that somehow that can still happen, right. um, and um, somehow they can work it out. But I think they did get some insurance through the draft um, in the event that he does not um, stay with the Nuggets. And I think it's a fifty-fifty thing. And um, I think we all want him to stay. I think. There was the good vibes that you know Mike <laughs> Mike Malone said in yeah, his drunken yeah. stupor, where he said, "Hey, you know, Brucey B's not leaving us, and yeah, and yeah, whatever." Yeah. But uh, reality is, is that he can make more money elsewhere. Yeah, for and sure. As as we know, money means more um, to some people. Now, again, just going back a little bit, and I take him for a man of his word, and also I think he is really ingrained in Colorado culture. Yeah. Um, he did say money doesn't mean everything. Um, but again, when you see the dollar signs and the difference, and if there's a big gap between what we can give him and someone else can, it's going to be a tough decision for him to go forward for sure. with that without, without getting the big payday. So I, again, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about him, but I'm not counting on him by any means. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. Um, I know, you know, even like during the parade, like I even tweeted about, it, I was like, oh man, you know, Bruce Brown is staying. Like he's not, he's not going anywhere, you know, because right. you, you got that feel while he was there looking at the crowd, gesturing like, all right, you guys want one more, you know, like you, you felt that from him. And I, and I think truly, I think truly he does want to stay right. Like that's just yeah. my feel because this is a this is the perfect situation for him like it really is um because he he's already ingrained in what the nuggets have he is one of the, the most perfect players in the league to have around nikola Jokic, jamal murray because he brings the different things that they don't necessarily excel in right and i mean let's be real i mean you said it you said it correctly Money is the motivation for a lot for of people, sure. even when they say it's not like it's because I, I, I believe that too. Like I, I always say, like, there's a lot of things that I could, that I could do to get more money in certain areas, but I choose not to do certain things because I'm like, you know what? I'm not willing to 
affect like my morals and things like that to do certain things right people sometimes just don't necessarily hold money to that that high esteem in their life and i don't know listen bruce brown just won a championship with the nuggets right what else what else can he try to strive for at this point another ring cool yeah but that sounds good but maybe a player like him who has been through the g league who has been through one of these situations where he's constantly gotten um snub from a, a good contract think about you know we talked about it right like in in his last off season where he talked about he was supposed to be he was people or teams were acting as though they were offering him stuff but then it wasn't really there you know like right. it, it wasn't really a thing for him so bruce brown deserves his money that's just what it is i mean us as nuggets fans we could sit here and be like you know what man bruce you gotta you gotta rock with the team and all it, it sounds good sure but in, in reality this is a man trying to provide for himself and his family. And if that means he, he's going to go leave the Nuggets to get a bag, listen, Bruce, you helped this Nuggets team win a championship. Like, no one can deny that. And if he wants to go get his money now, by all means. That's just the way I see it. Really. I, I see it the same way. And actually, I would never hold it against him. And he'll always... Yeah, me neither. He'll always be a part of um, Nuggets lore in the sense of that first championship. You know, he really brings two things to my mind that I really covet um, from his position. A, he's a high-level defender. He's not, I, I wouldn't say he's an elite defender, but he's certainly a good defender on the perimeter. And then the other thing is, is that he is somebody who um, will take the, the basketball to the hoop and draw contact or do his floater or whatever. And then he can, on a third thing, he can obviously shoot the three ball at an effective rate. So uh, he does three things right there that that definitely screams um, things that the Nuggets need, uh, especially yeah. the so – we don't really – we have a lot of perimeter shooters, not a lot of people that actually will go to the hole and get a foul. Um as strange as that seems, if you think about Michael Porter, he's a three-point shooter. Um, Aaron Gordon will do that. Well, he'll do a little bully ball and go to the hoop. Jamal's not necessarily that player, neither is KCP. Right. Obviously, Joker has a myriad of different moves that he goes to. But uh, Bruce Brown is definitely somebody that does that, and I think you need that on your team. You do. So we, we definitely will miss him if he leaves, but we all hope, like we said, that he does stay. And as I said um, a, a little bit earlier, I think we did get some insurance with one of the draft picks that I'm really high on. Very, very cool. And 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 it is it is interesting because even even before just the draft picks themselves, I mean, you got to think about you know Christian Brown, who has some similar skill sets in in the fact that he is he is very active. Um, he's very active offensively. Well, defensively, I should say, but he has his moments offensively. He can get to the rack. He can, you know, we saw him, his baseline cuts. He can throw it down with some power. And then, of course, the 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 man, the myth, the legend that's kind of just waiting in the, in the smoke right now and Peyton Watson. Like, we're sitting there and everybody's like, we saw what he did in those last couple games of the season while, you know, some of the key guys were out with like Jokic being out and, and Murray and, and Gordon, those guys just kind of just waiting in the wings. But we saw Peyton Watson we, in little in little moments. And, you know, myself, I'm watching him like, bro, 
what if you give him 36 minutes i can't imagine that he's not going to be out there getting blocks getting steals I've, we saw him hit a couple threes although that's something he does need to work on because he is inconsistent in that area right now but that's also because his minutes are or were inconsistent right so if for some reason bruce brown does in fact leave i do think that christian brown and peyton watson can absolutely supplement those minutes and bring you similar production that Bruce Brown was able to bring. And you never know, one of those guys could turn into an even better player. We don't sure. know that until sure. they have that opportunity to show it. But I'm excited I, regardless, man. Yeah, I am too. And I think um, I think we could all say that it's uh, really unusual for Mike Malone to allow a rookie to come in and play major minutes. So you have yeah. to earn... You have to earn that trust. <laughs> yeah, you have to earn that trust. And uh, he felt comfortable enough with Christian on the defensive end yeah. to give him those minutes and have that trust. Um, if I look at the three picks that we uh, we made um, just the other night, I don't see that initial defensive um, right. strength mm -hmm. to allow them. I think what will happen it's contextually is that most of these three players that we're talking about are going to be developmental players, maybe not for this year, but for the following year, because if you also just talking about what you just said, um, uh, Peyton Watson's going to be somebody that they're going to be looking to get more minutes from. Right. Again, what happens? You get into the Nuggets system. A lot of these players um, will get stronger, and um, because now this is a different ball game, you're not going to class anymore. This is your profession. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get, um, you know, bigger, uh, more physical, um, and you're going to be expected to play defense. And yeah, for sure. One of these players in particular, I think there's a, a definite concern about that on the defensive end. Um, and so I think that's, I think these are going to be developmental guys, not to say that they won't contribute or can't contribute because they certainly can, but I just think um, their, their mindset is really looking at year two for the yeah. Nuggets to de develop these players and then see what they can do um, as the years unfold. This is the championship ready team, as you said, and there will be holes to fill with free agency. So we'll see what happens, but it is an interesting time right now. And I think um, in Calvin, we, we trust. Um, <laughs> yes, for sure. And, um, and in that regard, I, you know, I think last year, when we did pick up the two players, actually the three players, I wasn't really all that confident. Um, and I actually wanted a different player. And I think we've talked about that. Um, yeah. we, want, we both wanted Jovich yeah. um, to be a selection. He wasn't. But in hindsight, um, the picks that they made were brilliant picks. Yeah. And so I'm not going to question these. Um, I just want to go over. And I think there's a common thread between the three of them that we can talk about as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and um, name them off. So with the 29th pick, um, the Nuggets selected Julian Strother. Um, with the 32nd pick, they got Jalen Pickett, who you actually called and predicted 12 or 13 hours prior 
to the draft selection. And I, you know, when I saw that, I was like, man, Nelson, hold on. Where's my lottery numbers, man? What are yeah. we doing? <laughs> no, yeah. but that was really, that was really cool. Like what, what made you believe that that was going to be the pick for the Nuggets? Yeah. And I mentioned this to you in a tweet back to you. A um, couple things. Um, really an interesting tie-in for me is that um, I love basketball, right? And right. I grew up as a Notre Dame fan. Um, and so Notre Dame's never really had a great basketball program. They've had some good players come out of there, um, but nothing, um, not, never won a championship. So, um, and I might butcher his last name, but the, there's just a little tie-in for me. And that is the Penn State coach last year is a man by the name of Micah Strewsbury. He just went to Notre Dame. Right. Um, and as their new head coach, um, funny enough, Calvin Booth's son was committed to Penn State and is also now going to Notre Dame uh, to follow the coach. Um, Jalen Pickett um, went to Penn State and Calvin Booth went to Penn State. Um, if you look at Jalen's uh, background and what he's done, um, just for instance, last year, he averaged 17.7 uh, points a game, seven rebounds a game, and 6.6 mm -hmm. .6 assists, 6.6. .6. So he's got an overall rounded game. And there's a couple other things. First of all, most people actually had him going in the late middle to late second round, not a not in the beginning of the second round. Right, right, right. So the Nuggets targeted him, realizing that they would in fact be able to get him if um if he was available still. And I think they, they knew that he would be. So they were pretty um high on that fact. Um what they also liked about him, obviously, other than the the whole game that he possesses, possesses is the fact that he was a four-year starter. Um, right. And so I think if that's the theme that you'll see throughout um, most of this of these selections is that these aren't first-year freshmen. These are guys that have been in a system for years and gotten better as they've progressed. And so that was a common theme that I saw with this. And my comp for him and somebody, I'm, I'm not going to take total credit for it, but it does make a little bit of sense is um, Andre Miller for him uh, yeah, as a, it, yeah. as an NBA comp. And just in the sense that he's got a really nice mid range game. He's got yeah. a back down game where he'll back somebody down in the kind of unorthodox for a point. Unorthodox, guard yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But the one thing that he does have differently than Andre does is he's got a three point shot. Right. Um, I think this kid has a potential to be a real surprise. It's amazing to me how the NBA looks at stuff like that. There was a couple of guys that didn't get even get drafted um, that were seniors that averaged you know 15 points or more per right. game like drew, and, like drew timmy guy yes and they just yeah. they just mm -hmm. ignored these players and i think calvin booth really looked at that as a plus that they could be ready to come in not because they're freshmen or developmental players but that they could come in right away if if they needed to to participate even though we've already talked that 
Michael Malone has some difficulty with that. So yeah. I really like that um, pick. Um, and I studied him before the draft because um, I did think there was some reason to think that that could happen, You're right. obviously. And um, I did really quickly, and I know I'm talking too much here. I did also pick the um, Serbian center. I thought that would be their last pick. I thought right, that right. would be a nice pairing. He's a seven footer. He, he's a power forward slash center. Um, they did not pick him. They picked um, Hunter Tyson. So I was um, one for two on that. But um, yeah, that was fun. And it was fun to see that he got picked because I think he's going to be a good nugget. Absolutely. And and just going back to to the pick. So you, you spoke about you spoke about Jalen Pickett and what he brings to the point guard position. Um, but of course, the other two picks with Julian Strother and like you just mentioned, Hunter Tyson, what both of these guys have. They are elite shooters. Right. Like like elite. Like I think when you are able to shoot the three point shot over 40 percent consistently, that's where you are on that that level of where they say you're an elite shooter. And both of these guys can do that extremely well. Julian Strother, I mean, you're talking about 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, seven small forward who shoots over 40% from the three-point line. Hunter Tyson, 6'8", over 40% from the three-point line. And that is exactly what I think the Nuggets can always use. Bigger guards, because think about it. Look at Look at the difference between like a Tim Conley archetype and a Calvin Booth archetype. And we had spoken about this. Tim Conley was more of the, he liked, he didn't really care about the size of the guard. He just wanted guy, guys who can kind of stretch the floor and move things around. Calvin Booth, on the other hand, is he's looking for guys with size who you can you can use. And let's just say they, they decide to run a zone, right? He wants to have guys who he can, he can switch up in a defensive scheme. I know he's not calling defensive plays, but of course, what the Nuggets are trying to do when they decide to switch up their defense. Um, you want guys who can move around, long arms, you know, longer frames, who who can who are switchable um, when teams try to attack them a certain way. And Julian Strother, yes, and I'll tell you, as a six seven guy, he does have some defensive um, deficiencies, right? Based on everything that I saw, a lot of people were saying, you know, it's kind of like a a smaller Michael Porter, right? Like this is, this is a guy who can stretch the floor, you know, longer frame can, can, he has some athletic moments as well, but he has defensive, um, defensive issues as of right now. But the way I see it, dude, if you can go out and spread the floor, stretch the floor for this Nuggets team right now and hit some threes consistently and then work on your defense, just get better as time progresses. I think Michael Malone will give you time. And I think just like you said, these guys may not see the floor a whole bunch in year one, right? That that's just may not be what it is unless one of them decides to come out in their rookie season and they just can't miss, right? Because think about it. Look at look at even Bones Highland in his rookie season. He played a pretty significant like role, right? Even going throughout the year, he played a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Hunter Tyson for me, I just, I like, I like shooters. Like I told you, you know, before, like when I watch players, I like the, I like to see players who have the ability to stretch that floor and hit shots at a consistent rate. And maybe Jalen Pickett, I know you mentioned him having a three point shot as well, uh, which is one of the bigger, the bigger differences with him and like an Andre Miller. Cause we know Andre Miller, he was more of an assist guy. He could get that back down. Um, turnaround jump shot in the mid-range that's where his game was and he can get to the basket get you some nice layups and things but he was more of like a lob threat right you know but 
if you if you could have that unorthodox type of game be able to move the ball around at that point guard position and then find your shooters jalen pickett is going to get minutes right and then these other two like i mentioned with strother and tyson they just got to stretch the floor if all three of these guys can at least perfect what we know they can do right now and get consistent with that once they get into the league then i don't think that they'll have any issue finding some minutes but of course this is michael malone's team so we don't know for sure but i guess we'll find out yeah i mean um i out of the three i really believe this and i could be wrong but i believe pickett could be the one player that does play initially um especially and that's all predicated on Bruce Brown. If Bruce Brown Correct. comes back, yeah. he won't play at all. But um, or if he does, he won't get a lot of minutes. Um, but if if Bruce Brown does move on, um, I could see him picking up time, uh, picking up some time. And again, we don't know what happens with injuries either. Right. I did have some other notes on um, Ju- Julian Strother. The one thing that I saw from him, he actually reminds me a little bit of Bones Highland. Um, that's a, a taller version. He's very thin, not a good defender. I think Bones might have been a better athlete than Julian Strother. I think uh, athletically, Strother has some limitations. Um, the one thing that I did notice, too, was that Julian Strother has a really nice little floater in the lane that he uses as part of his repertoire. Um, and then you said the three-point line. Um, right. They actually even look further into that and look at catch and shoot mm-hmm. um, three-pointers. And again, he was above um, 40% Correct. from that perspective. Yeah. And I think they, that really impressed him. And if you looked at also his range, he is somebody that can hit a three-point shot. And this is what reminded me of Bones a little bit you know, from the five to 10 feet behind the three-point line. He's got exceptional range. And then in the the last um, seconds um, in the tournament, he did hit a crucial three-pointer right. um, with two, uh, with the clock expiring to win a game. Um, so I think they looked at that. Again, if you, if you looked at some of the mock drafts, um, he was not projected uh, to go this high. He was projected also to go kind of in the um, middle of the second round Strother. So the Nuggets saw something in him again. They've got their type of player. And this is where I said, I'm not going to second guess um, Calvin Booth. There was another kid, uh, Bryce uh, Sensible, that went just the pick before. um, And I wondered if they were targeting him. He was a six foot five uh, freshman, which may have been kind of, um, something they were going to stay away with or stay right. away from. He was a 6'5", 220-pound um, small forward. Um, there's another guy in the NBA that used to play for Portland that reminds me, and now he's with the Clippers. Uh, maybe you can uh, come up with his name that reminded me a little bit of of this kid. But um, anyways, so Julian um, Strother is somebody in my mind – that would be uh, ad- it would be advantageous for him to sit back, learn the game, right, and yeah, then yeah. get stronger because he's a little bit weaker. And I also think I don't see him as a small forward so much because of his slight frame. I kind of think where you could maybe play with him there 
maybe he would be a two guard that okay. he could look at. It's a, a bigger, a bigger, a two bigger guard. two guard. Okay, and also, um, like you said, I think we've seen improvement from Michael Porter Jr. on the defensive end. Right. I think that that's a possibility for Strother. Again, I'm not sure about his limitations on that end. Uh, if he's not going to play defense, it will be hard for him to play initially. The other kid, um, if you don't mind, uh, Hunter Tyson, um, is somebody that they, again, monitored over the course of his career and yeah. kept improving over the cor course of his career. Averaged over 9.6 or averaged 9.6 rebounds and 15 points a game. Um, 6'8". He is a more uh, prototypical uh, small forward. Again, another kid that can shoot the three-pointer, as you said, uh, especially with the catch and shoot um, from that perspective, right? right. I, I think he's actually sneaky kind of athletic. Um, if you look at his game... He um, he'll go to the hoop and he won't lay it in. He'll he'll throw it down hard yeah. um, uh, when he's driving to the hole and shows some definite leaping ability. Then he's also got like a nice little turnaround game um, about 10 to 15 feet in, which was impressive also. And then, like we said, he can hit the three ball. I think he's an interesting prospect. He reminded me a little bit of Tyler Lydon who the Nuggets drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. Right. I, I'm hoping he's obviously better than that. Um, but that's kind of his game where he's an outside shooter. And I'm not sure defensively, again, how good he is. But, um, you know, in, in Calvin, we trust, as I said. I mean, I'm, I'm just <laughs> – I'm not going to second guess this on any level just based on what we saw last year. I got burned last year for doing that. And we're going to wait and see what happens with these guys. I think they're three developmental players. Mm -hmm. But I also think that, again, going back, they're all three players that did play three or more seasons. And I think the Nuggets targeted that specific quality. Gotcha, gotcha. No, you're absolutely correct. And I appreciate you really just breaking down um, what you saw from the draft selections and what you could potentially see out of them. Um, and just even the mindset of a Calvin Booth and those those scouts that were looking at them for quite some time, right? Because I'm sure they didn't just start watching them within this past week. Um, no. so I'm sure they've been looking to see what they bring to the table. And and also Calvin Booth, sorry, Jeremy. Calvin no, you're good, Booth, you're good. They, no, Calvin Booth is a former scout, right? So right. he's looking at it from the perspective of that kind of uh, lens, if you will. And so I think that's important to think about. And I think that they did have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They did have like the identity that they identified as something that they were going to be consistent in. Right. Um, throughout the draft, it would really, he said that these were the three players that they targeted. I really wonder if that was the case, if it, there wasn't a player that if it would have slipped into those picks that they would have looked at, but yeah. they were, um, they were consistent, right. in in their approach. And I think that that's, um, their culture is the word I'm looking for that they're looking for is somebody that's going to come in. That's a mature player. It's not a freshman coming right into the league. It's somebody that's mature, ready to get to work and get better at their craft. And I think they did that with all three kids. Gotcha. 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 Now I think for me, like 
obviously with the with the nuggets moving into you know the next season right um there were a lot of interesting pickups throughout this past year with your reggie jackson um thomas bryant these types of guys and of course they still have zeke naji vlatko on the team and you know they had jeff green guys like that but of course not like not all of these guys or any of them in reality are even listed now um or or they are even currently on the roster right moving forward so the nuggets do in fact have spots to fill they do and if you think about it right it is interesting to think that jeff green did play a whole lot this past season a lot i mean let's be real a lot of fans didn't like that a lot of fans were like why is he still on the court right now you know like i saw that from a lot of people um do you think that do you think that the nuggets would find a way to try to go back and, and grab one of those guys again like guys who were on the team like like older guys going into the finals they're like you know hold on you guys i mean like a ish smith like what do you think the nuggets are gonna do now to really just fill those holes i know they just drafted these three players that we just spoke about but do you think they go back to the well again and just say, hey, come on, just come back for like a one year, little something? Like, what, what do you think is going to happen with those? I, I, would be, I would be interested to see if they would be, bring back DeAndre Jordan and okay. um, to bring back Uncle Jeff. I, I don't know about Ish Smith, although I know they love him, Yeah, uh, whether or not they would bring him back. But um, especially when you have a, a young player like Jalen Pickett that, uh, and also Colin Gillespie, who was uh, broke his, yeah, who correct. also broke mm-hmm. his leg last year, but looked really, really good in summer league. He did. Um, was probably one of their better players in summer league last year. Um, and I know they're high on him still. And then the um, the kid White, I believe, from Duke, the six foot six um, small White. player, mm-hmm. Jack White. They like him as well. Um, so those p- kinds of players. And then you never know what happens in summer league, right? Where they're going to invite a bunch of people, and maybe there's somebody from the summer league that impresses um, as well. Obviously, it's important to have that good mix. Um, where you have a young team, but you also have the veterans to kind of set the table for all the culture things that we talked about. And I think that that happens with um, Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. I think if, and specifically um, if Uncle Jeff came back, there would be an understanding, I believe, with the Nuggets that, look, we are not going to guarantee you time. Uh, We are going to bring you back under the auspice that you could – earn your spot or earn a role again, but it may be more of a veteran presence as far as culture wise than it is somebody performing on the basketball court. Yeah. Um, that, that we're going to give an opportunity to people like Peyton Watson to see if we can plug and play him in your role or even bring along um, Vladko again to see what he can add to the mix. Um, or maybe one of the younger players we just drafted. So I don't think he'll come back with the idea that he's going to get major minutes. I just don't see that. And he'll have to, he'll have to um, undertake whether or not that's worth it for him to do on a, on a, you know, veteran minimum kind of a deal. And then he may have other suitors out there again that say, we want you to be on our team and we will give you minutes. Uh, Maybe like a team like the OK, like OKC, who's very young or, some other team that's trying to establish a culture. So that could in fact happen, but I think the Nuggets would love to have those two veterans back because they set the table 
for what the culture was. And it was so important to have them as positive mentors and people that knew the game and understood what was going on. They were crucial parts behind the scenes. Correct. Yep. That made this team cohesive and brought it together and in difficult moments made it really um, a championship caliber team. So I think that's very valuable. And I think the Nuggets will look to um, keep them if possible. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Nelson, this 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 has been fun. Um, I wanted to make sure that we were able to get um, your insight because I know, you know, even throughout the draft and the fact that you you paid attention, you were watching certain players and you being somebody who's grown up around the game of basketball and you understand a lot of different things. I wanted to see like what your thoughts were on these particular selections that the Nuggets made. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see the potential. Right. I mean, you, this is the first time this is this is uncharted territory right now for the nuggets where they're coming off a championship and now it's like you just gotta you gotta build on that again you just gotta kind of fill in certain spots because your core has remained and i think that is the beautiful part because if you think about like like the broncos 2015 right win the super bowl then all of a sudden malik jackson goes here this person goes here and this person goes here like usually after a situation where you win usually that team breaks i don't know we've been talking about bruce brown but the core, the, the main core of the Nuggets, not to say that Bruce Brown isn't a part of that, but your Jokic, your Murray, your Aaron Gordon, like those, I think as long as you can, you have those three, and I know even with KCP being there, MPJ being there, you build around those five guys, this team is a contender, no matter For what. sure. Right. For sure. So so now, just like you said, in Calvin, we trust right now. We, we just see what he sees as a former scout, like you mentioned. Let's just see where the team goes, what what other pieces they decide to go after in free agency. Um, and you never know. This team might end up making a trade. We don't know. Calvin That's right. has been so I don't want to I don't want to say random, but it seems random to us because I mean, at least to me anyway, because I'm like, dude, I wasn't expecting him to make a trade in the middle of the NBA finals and all these different things. So I'm just kind of sitting back and watching and excited to see what's happening next. But I think with these players who have um, pretty good upside and you never know, like you said, summer league might bring out another gem, right? We just never know until that moment happens. But um, yeah, you know, and I just I, wanna make sure we are able to do that. No, I'm glad we did. And I have a, I have a name too for um, Nuggets fans. And I heard this earlier this week and I thought it was an interesting pickup. And he's not the defender that Bruce Brown is, but he is a scorer and shoots the three three pointer at a high level. And he is somebody that we could get in that kind of seven to $8 million range. Um, he's a little bit older player. He's, he's um, he's got a very, very famous last name. I think uh, the nuggets could look at somebody like a step uh, Seth Curry. Okay. Um, as a, as that. a guide that could come in, um, and again, defensively, not even on the same plane surface um, as Bruce Brown, but as a guy who could come in and, and shoot it lights out from the three ball. Yeah, I think he could be a potential player to mix and match if did lose Bruce Brown. I don't think it's end of the world if we lose Bruce. I think it's going to hurt for sure. And I think he's a part of that culture. So we want him to stay. But I think there are other options out there that we could kind of fit in as long as the main core as you said the five starters are on this they the favorite to win the champ i don't care what phoenix has done or any other team has done Correct. i think they've certainly improved themselves but i don't see any team 
um, with the capacity to beat the Nuggets as long as there's a, a number 15 on the court for the Nuggets. I just don't, I don't see it 15 and 27. I don't see anything happening uh, where they should be anything but the favorite to win the championship again. Agreed. 100% agree. But we shall see moving forward. We'll see what the Nuggets yes, sir. do. And um, I'm excited. Like I said before, I'm just, I'm ready to see, you know, it, it's, it's just a different feeling now because now we're on the top of the hill. You know, it's like you're at the top yeah. of the hill and you're, you're looking down at everybody else like, man, this is, this is kind of nice. And this I think, is cool. Yeah. yeah and, I'm, and I hope the Nuggets appreciate this feeling and this moment. And I know, like Michael Malone said, we running it back and all this type of stuff and they want more and all that. So I hope that that's the case. I just I don't want this team to become complacent. Yes, you want a championship. And I know that that right there is the 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 end all be all for some players. Right. Once they get that, it's just like, OK, I can relax now. Just make money the rest of my way. And I'm chilling. Right. Some people are like that. But I want I want to see the Nuggets even hungrier going into next season and say, you know what? That feeling, I want that again. I want yeah. to see that. And I hope that that's the motivation moving forward. But that's the way I see it, man. That is yeah, all I, I got. Yeah, I think, I think the Avs um, proved uh, this last year that it's a it's definitely a bigger challenge to come back and, oh, yeah. and repeat. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, and one of the reasons that happened for the Avalanche was just an onslaught of injuries, injuries right? For, mm-hmm. throughout the whole year, including losing their captain, um, and so, uh, I just wonder, um, I, I just like, it's already ended and I'm ready for it to start up again. Yeah, you know, um, like I miss it, um, already just like, I think most of us do, even though it is nice to take a little bit of a deep breath and realize that we are champions for the first time. And even saying that still, yeah, it's, hard, it's still, it's still hard yeah, to believe. Yeah. yeah. yeah still but surreal. it is a great thing. And um, and I'm like you, I'm excited about the offseason. I'm excited to see how they develop these three young players. And um, I think, you know, if there is something to be done, I think the Nuggets do have kind of some pieces that they can play with that if Calvin says, okay, I want to tweak the roster one more time before the season starts, as long as I don't mess with my core. I can maybe move some pieces and get some players that might fit in nicely. Correct. I don't think that that's um, that's out of reach for this team, especially if they lose Bruce. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think we've got an amazing general manager um, at the top, good ownership, and obviously the best fans in the world. So I think we're in a good spot to to do it again. And I'm um, looking forward to it. And it's always fun to be with you on the show, obviously. Absolutely, Nelson. Listen, everybody, um, this is this is going to be this offseason is going to be a fun ride. I know the, the regular season was I know the playoffs was even better. The fact that the Nuggets won it all. But I think this offseason is going to be underrated. Right. Like, I think it's going to be one of those things where you're not you're not really thinking about it because a lot of people after the, the NBA finals is over, they stop thinking about basketball and certain things. But the way I see it, this is where the fun begins, because now all you do, you you got to find those little pieces to expand on what you just did and for me i think they'll get it done like you said calvin booth is one of those guys and um he just kind of exudes confidence and for me when i see that i'm like all right i believe in him you know so first first year as a a gm look what he did and he seems like he wants more and we are right there with him so 
Everybody, this is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We will be back, especially now that the things are starting to move around other teams. Nelson mentioned the Phoenix Suns. We, we talked about there's other teams trying to make moves, obviously, even with the Boston Celtics. They have a, a totally different looking starting lineup. I know you still got your Jalen Brown, your Jason Tatum. But, you know, with Chris Topps being out there, it's going to be an interesting look. Derek White being elevated now probably to that starter starting point guard role. A lot of different teams are starting to shore up to try to take down the Joker and his comrades, <laughs> you know, and, and it's going to be an interesting offseason, y'all. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll have a whole lot more guests on the show just sharing their insight on all the moves the Nuggets will make because I don't think the Nuggets are done at all. So it'll be interesting. But until our next show, this is Denver Hoops and Dreams signing off. Peace. Peace.